Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is August the 10th, 2020, and it is the 150th day of the virus contagion. And today we're going to look at a passage in John chapter 6, and the reason for that is we are on a chronological walk through the Bible. I'm going to try to include my uh, chronological uh, time frame uh, that I use. We were in Luke chapter 9, and then the next chronological chapter after that is, is John chapter 6. So that's why we're in John chapter 6. And today we're going to uh, we're gonna find out that God's at work. That's no surprise. And then we're going to find out most essentially what is, the, what is man's work in uh, Christianity? What is, the, what is the work of men and women? What is the essential thing that God asks men and women to do? And we find that it's difficult and it's easy and it's essential and it's described as even labor. So let's let's go to the story, and uh, I'm going to start in, this is John chapter 6, verse 22. On the next day, so they wake up to this, the crowd remained on the other side of the sea. So we're talking about the Sea of Galilee. We're on the east side of the Sea of Galilee, and uh, the crowd is confused. Here's the confusion. They saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples and his disciples had gone away alone. So the disciples go from the east side of the Sea of Galilee to the west side of the Sea of Galilee and that's where they find Jesus walking on water. So the crowd wakes up, they're confused. How did Jesus leave? So verse 23, other boats from Tiberias, Tiberias was a city on the northwestern side of the Sea of Galilee. They also go to the east side of the Sea of Galilee. <clears throat> and they came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So we have two miracles here that are all tied up together. Number one, he walks on water in verse 22. In verse 23, people are seeking after the bread from the, when he fed the 5,000. That's why new boats start to arrive. And then verse 24, they find out that Jesus was not there. Verse 24, so when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into boats and went to Capernaum on the west side of the Sea of, of Galilee. So some of the people went from the west side to the east side. Now they're going back to the west side seeking Jesus, which is, uh, you know, that's not a bad thing. Verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the sea, the west side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And more specifically, how in the world did you get here if the disciples took your boat? And the answer is, I walked on water, but he doesn't tell them that. Okay, verse 26, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. So interesting that the people here are voting with their belly, not with their hearts. So they're saying, he's saying, you ignore the signs. You ignored my divinity absent how it affected your, your belly. And you're coming to me with a felt need, no question about it. So the good question, why are you coming to Jesus? Because my life has a need to it. I'm hungry or I'm sick or I'm relationally 
uh, discordant, that you're, we, we come to you because our bellies aren't full in some, some way and we have these felt needs, but the problem here is that people are not coming, they're, they're coming for a practical reason, but not for the real reason, which is that he's, he's Lord. So they voted with their belly, not with their heart, as I'm describing it. Then Jesus says, verse 27, Do not labor for food that perishes, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. In verse 27, we find a little bit of a rebuke. Uh, Jesus saying, don't labor for food that perishes, but for food that endures. Don't labor for need that perish, but for needs that endure. So a good question is, what are the needs that endure? And i thinking of relationship and love. And uh, you may have heard the the line, every heart has a Jesus-shaped void that only he can fill. And I think that's what he's referring to. The second thing that I think that's important about verse 27 is we see that God is at work. Uh, and obviously he does the heavy work in salvation and the heavy work in sanctification. For, uh, for on him, God the Father has set his seal. So he's putting his mark on people. God continues to be at work. And then in light of that, then verse 28 is just the great, question. Then they said to him, what must we do? What what must we do to be doing the works of God? So what is my responsibility in this? What is man's work? And Jesus answered them. Let me get, before we get to the answer, just a great question. They're saying, what is the critical activity or what is the essential effort or what is primary foundational labor that I have to do as a pre-believer or maybe as a believer? You know, am I a blob or do I have a, a, a job to do? And it's just actually described as labor. And Jesus says, yes, you do. I'm going to tell you what it is in a second. You should be sitting on the end of your seat right now. What must we do? Great question. And here it is, verse 29. Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So the question is, do I have to do something to be a Christian, to walk as a Christian? The answer is yes, and here it is. What is the work of God? Three words, believe in Jesus, believe in him whom whom the Father has sent. And so Jesus, with this answer, turns the activity of Christianity and the activity of being a Jew, the activity of man to his God upside down. What do I have to do? What is my, what is the essential activity? Is it alms? Is it giving? Is it praying five times a day? Is it saying this? The essential activity is belief that we believe in him whom he has sent. And I can't help but thinking of the man who brings his boy with the unclean spirit. We did this on podcast 145 five days ago. And he says, I believe, help my unbelief. So Lord, 
you ask us to do this work and it's hard and it's easy that we believe in you. I pray for me. I pray for my listeners. Help us believe, Lord. Amen.